0: People talk about being on a personal journey and all that, but like Mm -hmm. self-development and self-psychology is so important to understand how to learn about yourself. Oh, yeah. And I think you need to be able to understand like who you are, Mm -hmm. what you need, you know, how you communicate, how you want to be communicated all of these things in order to be with the right partner.
1: Welcome to the safe haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots we make in order to keep moving forward. As I evolve and expand as a person and a podcast host, I've learned that creating a safe space is nearly impossible. I don't know what topics or stories are going to trigger my listeners, but I hold space with love and intention and honor the bravery that it takes not only to share, but to listen to the stories of others. Thank you so much for being here. I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging that I am recording on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the interior Salish people, in particular, the Sinaixt, on whose territory I work and live. The safe haven has shapeshifted into a bi-weekly release, with alternating bi-weekly releases of a segment called Road Trip, where Jennifer Porter and I have the kinds of chats that you'd have with a bestie on a road trip. We start our drive today with a quick card flip and then dive into our own personal experiences with... The quote, unquote, five love languages. What ours are, how they show up in our lives, and how we give them off really naturally. Fitting as today's Valentine's Day. After a candid chat about how we feel loved and give out love to those around us, we explore the different types of love, our understanding of each, and how they've showed up in our lives so far. A candid chat from our hearts to yours. Before we jump into today's drive, I wanted to remind you how much we would love it if you were able to follow The Safe Haven on your podcast app. Leaving a rating or writing a written review helps us reach more people and show other listeners and podcasters that we're legit. Every single one helps. So if you haven't done so, we'd be so appreciative if you did. Here we go. Hello, road trip friends. I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And we're
0: two adventurous souls with a huge passion for travel and chasing the unordinary. You know those podcasts that you listen to that you feel like you're hanging on the couch with a friend or on a long road trip chatting with your bestie? That's what we've created, and we want you to come along for the ride.
1: Sometimes it'll just be us, and other times we'll pick up a friend along the way for some additional insights. Who knows? Maybe they'll come through the phone on our Bluetooth speaker. In each road trip episode, we'll be sharing a variety of insights and perspectives, lessons and memories from our lives. Sometimes we
0: may cry, but we will laugh way more honoring every emotion that comes up authentically. That's what road trips with your besties are for.
1: So grab a snack, pop in those earbuds and buckle up. Okay, Jennifer, I'm happy to drive today. But before I turn this baby on, I flipped a card for you this morning. I actually flipped one for you and for me. It's by Doreen Virtue. Yeah, it's her goddess guidance oracle. Look at yours. Oh my gosh. She's beautiful. Pretty. She's like a mermaid. I know. And it talks about golden opportunity. Do you want me to read it to you? Oh. I know. Yes. Important doors are opening for you right now. Walk through them. I know. I know. Okay. So what kind of more opportunity? I don't know. Cause you have so many already, but this, I'll just read you the, the little reedy part. So it's actually in quotations as if she's speaking to you. Ready? And I love that you just said mermaid because she's totally a mermaid. And there's a dolphin. Mm. Oh, We love that. I know. So like the ocean, life moves in waves and tides. Timing is everything. So when an opportunity presents itself, you must dive in at that moment. Everything that you've done to prepare yourself will accompany you. Yet, if you hesitate or procrastinate, another opportunity will surely come along just as the tides wash in and out continuously. Like the ocean, life is rich with variety and beauty. Enjoy experiencing its various rhythms and allow all doubts to be washed away. Do you want me to read you the various meanings? I know, because I feel like this might land. It lands a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So it says the various meanings are don't hesitate. This is the right thing to do. Your prayers are being answered. We like that one. Oh, get ready. I better start praying. What'd you say? I said I better start praying. (laughs) (laughs) I like this one. Manifesting. Get ready for a big, happy change. Celebrate your success, which you also need to do, and then know that you're qualified and ready for this new opportunity. Jennifer. Wow. Isn't that fun? Wow. Tell me how that lands.
0: It lands, like, I mean, it's a bit overwhelming, to be honest, because I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, well, like, what more can change? Like, I just went through a massive change, like, switched out of, you know, the listeners know. We're, we're on a new journey now. So I'm just kind of like, okay, what else can happen? Mm. But something that I don't know if I've told you, but the heli ski world kind of opened up a weird thought or idea. Mm. And I was like, these people ski in the wintertime and they have yachts in the summertime. Mm. And so on my week off just last week, I mean, even at this point, it was a couple of days ago. I'm like, I wonder what it would be like to work on a yacht. Maybe I'm watching too much below deck on Hey You in my spare time, but I'm like, so this ocean and new, I'm like, I, I don't know. It's kind of strange. But other than that, like, it's funny because all these opportunities, to be honest, I haven't been thinking about anything further than where I'm going on my next week off. Mm. That's literally how my
1: life has been working right now. This sounds. Like you could work on a yacht? Yeah. Are you seriously looking into this though? I know you mentioned it last week, but I'm also like, how serious? You sound much more serious than you did last week.
0: I mean, just with the nature of the way my summer looks this summer, it might not be feasible, Mm. but it's just kind of a cruel thought that's entered my brain and I'm entertaining it. Mm -hmm. The only thing is I get a little seasick. Mm. I uh, you can wear the patch.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say you can wear that or those bracelets. And I also feel like it would—you would get used to it. They're big, big boats. They're not like little tiny babies. It's not like little fishing boats. No, not like Life of Pi's boat. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've mentioned Life of Pi in a couple of our chats now. It's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, with this ocean. Anyways, I just think it's pretty crazy because remember how we like used to talk about goals? Like my biggest goal when I started this new job was to just run a successful season without COVID shutting us down and run the program exactly like it's been running for the last, I don't know, however many years. Like, Mm -hmm. so really my goal was quite simple. I mean, knock on wood, you know, we've been a safe and healthy season. I mean, I'm going to let this, I'm going to sit on this one for a while. Mm
1: -hmm. It's funny. Yeah. I know. I love it. I had pulled one for myself too. Let's hear it. Yeah. It's It's about a bright future. Stop worrying. Everything is going to be fine. I have been worrying quite a bit recently. So she's going to sit on my altar. But yeah, the stop worrying. So then her little message to me is, this is a kind universe and everyone within it is working in your favor. There are no tests, blocks or obstacles in your way, except your own projections of fear into your future. Valid, very valid. Take a moment to hush your mind, quieting from the worries and fears. This, I like this. You must stop worrying as this anxiety squelches the goodness that is seeking to find you. Clear your heart of fear and replace those energies with ones that will serve you and your family instead. Refuse to think of anything except your bright today and tomorrow, and I promise you it shall be so. Know that you'll always have your needs met now and in your future. Don't worry about money but instead visualize abundance. And in all honesty, it was a lot about the money stuff because I've just been trying to wrap my head around, well, I'm kind of in a bit of a limbo state, right? Totally. I'm still kind of sitting in that unknown of not teaching full-time. And as happy as I am doing my podcast full-time and mentoring people through it and working with the book stoop, I'm making significantly less money than I was, but I'm also so ignited by what I'm doing that it just keeps me going. It just keeps propelling me.
0: So you know that classic saying that money doesn't buy happiness.
1: Ooh, Well, totally. Totally. Did I ever tell you about, I think I did mention that story about the woman that I met who, uh, she was in Australia. And when you start talking to people that have similar accents or you recognize an accent when you're in another country that has a different accent or it speaks a different language, you pick up similar accents to yours very quickly in your ear. And so we're sitting in a bus stop. And I heard her talking on the phone or something. And I just kind of went and I sat beside her and I was like, hey, how's it going? So long story short, she was a nurse working in palliative care. I think it was, I want to say California, maybe not. Okay. And she was working with this multimillionaire as one of the, her palliative care patients. And he had no one come and see him. And he get—he started, I guess, like right on his deathbed, he started asking her, you know, I don't see a ring on your finger. Are you not married? And she said, no. And where do you live? And she said, I'm saving for a house. And well, are you happy? And she said, Yeah. Do you like your job? Well, yeah. Have you ever traveled the world? And she said, no. And he said, I'll tell you what, you need to take that down payment for your house and travel the world and meet new people and create new connections because here I am with all of the money in the world and no one to come and visit me. And he's like, I've ruined my relationships. I've ruined marriages, multiple marriages. My kids don't want to talk to me, blah, blah, blah. And he said, if there's one thing I wish I could have done, it was just slow down and travel the world. So anyways, the final point to that was that after he had died, he'd left her a significant amount of money with a card that said, quit your job and go. And so she did. She did that. She ended up just like basically breaking her lease. And she was on a one-way ticket around the world. not that wild?
0: See, that's incredible. You just never know in life who you're going to meet and when and what their story is. And I think it's funny. We talked in our last trip in the van that Gemini's, which you and I are both very much Mm -hmm. Are such creators of relationships, Mm -hmm. whether romantic or just interpersonal or Mm -hmm. not interpersonal, but personal. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because we have this curiosity about us. And yeah, also, too, we can both attest to traveling the world and just traveling was the best life experience and still continues to be the best life experience that I could ever have. Like, I went to college for three years, more because I wasn't mature enough mm. to not go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I needed to learn a few life skills. But then I think when I was like, I'm going to Australia for a year, my parents were like, oh my God. But the thing is, is like I learned so much. Oh, and like, yeah. I mean, obviously we haven't really been able to travel, but even like traveling within our own country. Like I mean, I've been in like in almost every corner of BC, actually no, that's a stretch. But you know, we're on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. And just anything like any little bump in the road that happens. I'm like, you know what? There's not much that I can't figure out Mm -hmm. because I'm just, I've put myself in these positions like you as well. Like, you know, you stay in hostels, you meet people, you trust people Mm -hmm. like almost straight off the bat. You're like, Oh, we're sharing a hostel room. There's nowhere to really lock my backpack up. Mm -hmm. Um, and Oh yeah, like let's go out and sure. I'll start traveling with you. Mm -hmm. It's just, you it puts you in such a vulnerable place.
1: Mm, It's that intuition though. You and I both really connect with people on an energetic level.
0: Totally. And I mean, like when I sense a relationship is off, it panics me. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, oh gosh, like what can I do to make this right? Maybe it's not like my position to do something to make this right. But I also think too, these cards that you've just drawn about opportunity, I think it's the open-mindedness as well Mm -hmm. of Geminis where we're just like super curious people and you know, I have no problem being like, you know what? You seem cool or you seem nice or whatever. And be like, I'll go off and, you know, befriend you until I have reason not to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when it's all these things connect back. Totally. I get really excited about it. Me too. And that story, like, you just never know who you're going to meet and what their story is.
1: That actually segues really well into what I was thinking we would talk about because it's Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people celebrate it. Some people just push it aside. It's such a moneymaker in society, which also just sucks. But I figured it would be a really cool time just to talk about a couple of things that you and I talk about on the regular anyway. But to deep dive into a little bit of it, things like... The the three types of love, like we talked a little bit about the three types of love theory and also love languages. I think that today's a perfect opportunity to just dive into how that fits in our lives.
0: Yeah. You know me, love to talk about this stuff. <laughs> I, know.
1: I figured that. So I was thinking about if you know that the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And for anyone who hasn't ever even heard of those, actually, I think it's really interesting that you feel loved based on words of affirmation which would be you look beautiful, i really appreciate you, i love you, quality time i think speaks for itself, receiving gifts, it, you you feel loved if you're receiving gifts, acts of service so people are helping you do things, they're helping you out around the house or even something like putting gas in your vehicle or making you dinner or taking the garbage out or cleaning the house, whatever, and then physical touch i also think speaks for itself. So, i'm super curious Jen if you can go through what yours are in order And why?
0: So I would be happy to. Um, So my top three love languages, and I forget which order they're in, but it's words of affirmation, physical touch, and quality time. Gifts to me, that's not the way to my heart. I don't know really what other way to say that. I mean, I'm sure if it's thoughtful, but like just going out and buying me a pair of sunglasses. mm, I have sunglasses, so thank you, but I don't need these. Mm -hmm. Acts of service are nice. And maybe if I had been in more relationships, loving relationships, Mm -hmm. acts of service might be nice and I might be more on board with that. But I think since I'm such an independent person outside of a relationship, I'm like, well, I can fill my car car with gas or I can vacuum or Mm -hmm. so it's not, I've never really been in a position to accept acts of service. But I think if it goes to be like, okay, well, it's going to make my day or week or whatever easier then yes, sure. I'd be open to receiving them, but I'd be interested to do my love languages again after being in a meaningful relationship.
1: Mm, That's a really good point, actually. It's so interesting though, because mine are the exact same as yours. And I know the order of mine, mine's are words of affirmation and then paired up, like tied are quality time and physical touch then acts of service and then the last one is receiving gifts so so interesting but I also know that when it comes to words of affirmation I'm such a communicator and I love to connect on an intellectual and emotional level and that for me the words of affirmation just fits so beautifully into that where it's I you don't need to call me beautiful and you don't need to comment on my clothing nothing like that it's not like I don't need to hear that but for me the words of affirmation are more of the reaffirming communicative connection style stuff you know I appreciate you I see you I understand you you know I respect you yeah just in dialogue I think is really important for me in relationship and then the the quality time and physical touch I'm not a mega PDA person I mean holding hands in public yeah whatever but I think for me I love a good cuddle I'm a hugger definitely like to cozy up that's definitely something for me and then the the acts of service though I've put a different spin on this because I thought a lot about this and I've thought about this just in my own adult life over the last couple of years because acts of service for me, I've kind of spun it to a balance of what happens under a roof. You know, how many roles have you taken on by nature or how many have kind of been assumed that you would take on because then overwhelm kicks in. Do you know what I mean? So if you're feeling super overwhelmed and you come home and dinner's done, God, that feels good, you know? Oh, yeah where it's like you you have a whole list of things that you need to do when you get home and you come home and three of them are done, it, it you immediately exhale.
0: Exactly. And it's just that I think that that summarizes too of just making your day easier. Mm. Like if, if you have a partner or even a roommate, like mm-hmm. I remember I had a roommate, God bless her, love her to death, Jess McGarry. Mm-hmm. She kind of just knew the right thing to do at all times. Mm. Even if I was on some like fad diet if she cooked dinner, it was thoughtful and meaningful and it was to what I could eat at that given time. Or, you know, if she knew I had a busy day at work, she just, yeah, It, it it's a very, like the acts of service, by just making your life easier. And that's even goes to show like your love languages, like with a roommate, you know, maybe physical touch. But I also remember one time she came through the door after work and I was like, oh, she looks it. like she feels a bit off. And she's like, Jen, can I have a hug? And I was like, yes, of course. And she goes, I feel like it's just been days since I had physical touch and I just need a hug. And I was like, oh my gosh, you don't realize even like friend to friend what a hug can do. Mm -hmm. And even like some of my staff here, you know, it's been like, there's been tough days and I'll look at them and be like, do you need a hug? Mm
1: -hmm. And they're like,
0: it's never, no, I'm fine. Thanks. It's yes.
1: Mm, So beautiful. Yeah. I love that you offer that, Jen. That's so nice. Yeah. You know, I just, I really try. Um, <laughs> I'm a hugger, definitely a hugger. And I, from from what I hear, give a really good hug.
0: You do give a good hug. Mm, yes. It is from the
1: heart for sure.
0: I do love like that big embrace hug. Yes. Yeah. Like, so physical touch, like it can just extend to, yeah, like hugging your friend, mm. hugging your parent, mm-hmm. hugging your sibling, whoever. Mm co-worker
1: hugging your pet <laughs> hugging your pet yeah we're gonna take a quick pit stop here for gas so take a big stretch jump around grab something to nourish yourself with and enjoy a quick break while we fill up Okay, now flip this because I also believe, so I had originally, when did you originally hear about these? I know that mine was like around 2009, 2010. Do you remember when you first heard about love languages?
0: I mean, it's been a long time since I've been aware of them. Um,
1: I The only reason I know how long I've known about them is just because one of my friends, Ellen, when she was working through some premarital counseling stuff which is so incredible they went through the love languages so that she and her husband learned how to communicate very effectively from before engagement like it was really really neat stuff and I remember hearing about that and just being like wow this is really incredible but as I've evolved I've recognized that we also really naturally give love languages like I think for me words of affirmation because I am a communicator are very, I just do that very naturally. I give physical touch very naturally. And I think that even acts of service are something that I just give really naturally. So what are love languages that are just, they come naturally to you to just give and you don't even think about it.
0: So it's really funny. I think words of affirmation is something that I do because I used to work at Aerie. So American Eagle's loungewear store mm-hmm. and one of like the sales things that we had to do was compliment somebody say you'd walk in the store I'd be like hi how are you today like is there anything I can help you find da, 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 da. and throughout our interaction I'd have to find something to compliment you on mm. whether it's like oh I really like that necklace you're wearing and that I've carried through so sometimes it feels weird because you're complimenting a complete stranger just say I think about how I would receive it and be like oh you know I really like those glasses you're wearing I'd be like Gee, thanks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I probably deliver these love languages in the w- same way that I receive them. So words of affirmation, complimenting, giving hugs. One thing I do like to do is gift things to friends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, whether I'm like, I don't know. I do like to do that. Sometimes I need to get a bit better because like, I'm like, oh, I see this. And I'm like, okay, now I've got to mail it, da, 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 da. And like also too, when I'm giving gifts, I put a lot of thought into it. Mm -hmm. And I really like to gift experiences. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, this Christmas, I was like, okay, what do I get my brother and sister-in-law? Don't have a gosh darn clue. Because the two of them, they have everything they need. Plus they're like in transition of building a new house. So found this thing in Halliburton where they could go ice climbing. And I was like, okay, cool. That's a great experience. Just something outside, like mm. something new. So that's what I got them for Christmas. And like, that's what I like is when somebody gets you something, like even like a bottle of wine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I also love a good card.
1: Mm. Yes,
0: I'm a card writer. Yeah, yeah, cards and letters. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think love languages. It's interesting because there's different love languages. Like when you're single whether you're in a relationship and even in your like unromantic relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's funny. In one of my relationships, I said to my partner at the time, I was like, you do not read my love languages. And there wasn't even like a conversation to be had about it. And I was like, I'm trying to tell you what is going to make me happy. And I'm trying to communicate with you that really the needs that I have for this relationship Mm -hmm. aren't big it's simple things. Mm -hmm. And then he couldn't grasp onto that. And I'm like, okay, well, if you can't read my love languages. And then it was, it was very funny because at Christmas, oh gosh, I forget what I said. I said something, or I said something about being thoughtful. He's like, well, what are you talking about? I was really thoughtful. And if with these gifts that I got you and I was like, well, yes, I appreciate the gifts, but if you knew me, you know that these gifts aren't the way to my heart. Mm-hmm. I appreciate them and the time that you took to go get them. However, I have that same pair of sunglasses. Mm-hmm. So I'm not hundred percent sure why you bought these for me. Right. Maybe that sounds a bit
1: like an asshole. No, I don't think it does at all.
0: You know, I didn't want to be ungrateful for these things. Of course, I appreciate the time and money that was, but it's like, you have no clue what I actually like. Mm-hmm.
1: That's so interesting because I can immediately, when you say that, I can think back to the most thoughtful gifts that I've ever received and like on two hands from my entire life. Do you know what I mean? Because there was that much thought put into it from the person, whether they made it or whether they just went to seek out something super specific for me. I mean, even that safe haven mug that Riley had engraved for me. Remember that? Yeah, And that had the original logo on it. So something like that, or even the bookshelf that he made me for Christmas, like that is unreal. And and the fact that you have something like that forever, and that it's it means something, it's wild even to think of a blanket. I call it the wolf blanket. You know exactly the one that I'm talking about. Right? I love the
0: wolf blanket. Yes. me
1: too. But the wolf blanket came from my sister at a time where I'd been through a breakup, and she gave it to me so that I always had something to keep me warm when I was alone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, like that's super soft. Nice. And just Allison is one of the best gift givers on the planet. She is so damn thoughtful. I actually haven't framed it yet just for a variety of reasons, just also because I've been living in a renovation space. But she gave me, you know, those scratch maps. Yep. So she gave me a scratch map of the world so that I could scratch off places that I've been or I've also had friends that have done that based on cuisine that they've tried, like trying to eat like, quote unquote, eat around the world. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good idea agreed so I haven't actually done that yet but I think that that is oh gosh I could keep going I have so many really beautiful thoughtful gifts that people have given me even that card deck from Erin Morahan that she gave me remember when I had had her on the podcast and afterwards she talked about how so much about my ideas and projections for my own life and moving forward and the goals that I have to create these health and wellness spaces she's like you know what I need to show you this card on this deck and it's the cougar card and blah 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 and she ended up sending me the deck and I use it every day so yeah. That's amazing. Oh, love
0: it. I remember I got, I was going off last summer about like Mercury being in retrograde mm. and da-da-da-da-da-da. And I got a birthday card and it was a pun on May. I forget the actual words, but it was like, you know what? Like you remembered something I yeah. said weeks ago mm-hmm. and then you wrote it in a card but like made it like, mm. I forget like what it says, but I hope you have a wonderful year of like lunar alignments and moon cycles or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, knowing that I'm like in tune with the moon cycles and then just mm-hmm. listening when I'm like, you know what, Mercury's in retrograde, like, and not being facetious about it either. And that was one of the most thoughtful cards I've ever received.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very simple though. Yeah. Some previous relationship I had, it was like, oh, like you you have so many needs, Jen. It's like, actually, if you get to know me, I have very minimal
1: needs. <laughs> same, yeah.
0: Very minimal. Like, cook me a nice dinner.
1: It's like the little things. The little tiny things I think are just the most beautiful. And actually, that just reminds me of just another super simple thing. So Emily, remember Emily had made me that bookmark that says intention and expansion, last year's word and this year's word? Yeah. So that's in my book, Atlas of the Heart, right now that I'm going through. And same thing, the simplicity of that. I love the fact that I'm going to have that forever forever. Or a bookmark yeah. from, yeah, another bookmark, i oh, got a lot of bookmarks, from my friend Erin when she was over in Thailand, you know? Oh anyways. I love
0: travel souvenirs that people pick me out for too. you. Me too, But that's how you accumulate stuff. And that's what's hard for me is mm. it's hard to accumulate stuff. Mm. Kate,
1: okay, you said something that I kind of want to come back to. I get the whole stuff thing too because, you know, I think for the majority of my life I've Not that I've prided myself on how little I have, but at the same time, I've really come to practice non-attachment, even as a yogic practice. But for me, it's holding on to and keeping stuff that actually deeply, genuinely means something. (laughs) And then (laughs) having watched, um, I don't even know, mary Kondo's The Life-Changing Art or Magic of Tidying Up, whatever it's called, and actually starting to practice that as you're Even seasonally, when you're going through your winter clothes to bring out summer clothes or vice versa, being like, I never even wore this last year, last season. Take it to the thrift store. Yeah. But anyway, okay. so I wanted to go also to you've hit on some really cool points that make me want to dive a little bit into the three types of love, because you've already mentioned that a previous relationship didn't necessarily love you in a way that you needed to be loved, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so deeply fits with the idea of the intense love or the hard love, because it's kind of showing you what you want and don't want from love in the intense or hard love. And so the idea of this three loves that you fall in love or the the three kinds of people that you fall in love with is your first love. And this is, you know, it shows you and it teaches you and it makes you feel how good falling in love actually feels. They might not be everything that they appear to be, but you're trying to kind of be with the person that might look right to others but there's a lot of lust and there's a lot of um, yeah just deep diving into the feeling of feeling like you're in love and then intense love and apparently from what I've heard is that the intense love or the hard love is a love that the universe or God or higher power however you believe in this will keep bringing into your life until you've learned the lessons and broken the patterns to move into the last kind, which is unconditional love. And that this is the one that comes out of nowhere. It's more of that true love that exists and it proves that it is completely possible to feel safe, protected, and adored by another human being, which is so freaking beautiful.
0: It's pretty cool.
1: I know. The intense love though, that's kind of where, actually Jay Shetty did a really beautiful podcast on it about the three kinds of love and and why they serve different purposes in our lives, but how intense love or hard love, it, whatever you want to call that kind of middle kind, that keeps repeating itself in your life, I personally believe on an intuitive level is that that is the kind that the, the lessons within will get louder and louder until you've learned, you know, that this isn't serving you.
0: It's interesting because in past, I've been drawn to the same kind of type of mm. male mm-hmm. until one came to a crashing halt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I've learned. I think I've learned. (laughs) Yeah, I hope I've learned. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But yeah, I remember when we were talking about that the other day, just outside the van, and it's really, really interesting how, you know, and I think these love, different types of love get thrown to you, but I feel that relationships and whatnot, it's all like people talk about being on a personal journey and all that, but like Mm -hmm. self-development and self-psychology is so important to understand how to learn about yourself. Oh, yeah. And I think you need to be able to understand like who you are, mm-hmm. what you need, you know, how you communicate, how you want to be communicated, all of these things in order to be with the right partner. Mm-hmm. And I sit here I'm like, oh, I want to be in a relationship. And nah, 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 nah. But it's also, if I was to get into a relationship right now, I'm getting into a relationship with what I know about myself thus far. Where if I just need to continue growing until you get to that unconditional love and basically that partner's going to grow with you. And then that means like that's marriage committal, da, 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 da.
1: Well, I think, I think you're onto something with that, but I also think that as you evolve and expand as a person, no matter when this quote unquote unconditional love presents himself, I think what would make that so beautiful is that it is a person who is Willing to hold you accountable to the steps that you're wanting to take, and is wanting to evolve with you, both as an individual and as a partner.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can, I sense that. Like partnership, like you grow together. Like think about the couples that meet in high school, Mm. and they're still together right now. Mm -hmm. They've grown together, maybe independently as well. But yeah, you need to like you know, and being like understanding where you're at and your personal journey. Oh yeah, and where they're at as long, like, I always think I'm like, okay, I'm on my self-discovery and, you know, learning more about myself every day. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just cruising down the highway learning, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've, I've said it a few times. I'm like, the person that I meet and I need to be with, they just need to like merge into my lane.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or we need to like merge onto the same highway together, like simultaneously and just kind of come together.
1: Yeah. I feel that.
0: Very unexpected, very like,
1: Oh, I have a feeling this is how it's going to happen for you, my friend. It is going to be like that.
0: I've always like dreamt that or I've always thought that. And then like, you know, the online dating comes into play and it's just like, it's so difficult. Mm -mm. I also just don't have time for it. No. Which I never thought I'd say, but like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm really sick and tired of being asked like, oh, what do you do? Where are you located? It's like, ask me like something Mm -hmm.
1: deeper. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Kristen, I actually talked about that about how as adults, you know, when you start dating as an adult and she's, she's so incredible. She's so open and honest with me about everything that she experiences. And when she was saying, no, like I'm going into this date super intentionally and I'm dating as if this is a job application for my heart. (laughs) I was like, that is such a good
0: idea. It's totally true. And it's, um, Oh, I've listened to a podcast recently. Maybe it's Mark Groves that has the deck of cards Mm. That you take it on a date.
1: Yeah, create the love cards. That's his deck.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. create the love. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. But like, you know, society, it's like, okay, so I show up to a date with this deck of cards. Buddy's going to run the other way.
1: No, maybe he won't. But I hope he doesn't.
0: Yeah. That takes me back to a date that I went on that I was like very taken aside because I was like, Buddy says to me, what are you passionate about? And I'm like, oh, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, I i wasn't expecting that. Like, I was expecting this like small, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, it got into, like, the things that we are passionate about. And, like, I had to sit and think for a minute because I'm like, well, what am I undyingly passionate about? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, it got my wheels spinning. And it created really great dialogue mm-hmm. to understand each other and not just understand, like, what our favorite color is and what our favorite cuisine is. Right. Or asking the question of, like, okay, well, if Mexicans your favorite style of cuisine, why? Mm-hmm. Like, being being curious. Mm,
1: the curiosity is absolutely key. And I believe that even – Well, gosh, even as a podcast host for the safe haven, but, and well, I guess words of affirmation, but all of the things, I think that that genuine natural curiosity of another person that you are genuinely interested in, it makes them feel interesting as well. And then they want to share, they feel valued, which I think is such a beautiful thing to feel, but also to offer.
0: I ask questions that are so like really strange of like, how do you take your coffee? And like, I'll put it in dialogue. I won't just be like, so the weather's nice and sunny. And how do you take your coffee? one time I actually briefly dated this guy and I broke up with him and he's like, I don't understand, Jen, why? I'm like, well, you know what? We've been dating for a month and I don't even know what you take in your coffee. So if I wanted to like bring you a nice coffee at work, I'm like, I'd have to ask you. And I'm like, I feel like I should know that because I love to drink coffee. Yeah. So I did date this one guy where in the morning we'd sit and drink coffee, Mm -hmm. talk about what was coming up in our day, what we were excited about, what we were like challenged, or, and like what we were kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it's the budget meeting today. I'm not totally into that. But mm-hmm. being curious and asking questions and hitting on like the insignificant things that are actually quite significant. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of our listeners might laugh that I broke up with a guy because I didn't know what he took in his coffee, but I'm like, hey man, I don't know.
1: Okay. That's a good point though, too, because something else that has just been ruminating just within me is I think, well, there's so many challenges going on in the world right now, but you've just even touched on a relationship that has ended is putting into perspective that a relationship that doesn't continue is not a quote unquote failed relationship. In my opinion, if there is love and intention behind it and you're just like, this isn't working, I can love you and step out. I think that's a wild success. I think that that actually proves self-love and and self-appreciation and compassion for the partnership totally, which is really interesting. So yeah, it's, it's not just because there was no, you know, knowing of what he took in his coffee or, you know, him knowing what you took in yours. I think it's more of just being like, you know what, you're great, but this just isn't working for me. And I see that as a success because you are one step closer to what does work. You know what I mean? Totally.
0: You know, when, if you can't end a relationship with somebody and learn, have a learning lesson, then it's like, then why did you break up?
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: You know, mm-hmm. like there has to be a takeaway. I think I'm still trying to figure out a takeaway of one of my relationships,
1: <laughs> but I might know the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, well, you know, and maybe it's not done. Well, you never know. Never know. A lot
0: of the term is if you love something, let it go.
1: Mm, yes, let it fly. No birds intended, <laughs> but also glaucous wing gulls. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's very interesting because. In hindsight, right, if in six years from now, you come back together and whether you've dated, you've each individually dated other people or not. And in six years, you come back together and then you're together forever. Let's just say we're dreaming big here. And then you're married for 40 years. And then 40 years from now, well, I guess that would be 46 years from now, you look back on that time apart and it seems like a blip, you know, Yeah. where you're essentially offering each other the time to sink inwards and to deal with your own shit and then to come together in the future as just a more, a more healed version of yourself, which ultimately can offer the partnership more. I think it's beautiful. It's funny, you touched on
0: doing the inner work. I was listening to a podcast yesterday about how to identify red flags and green flags in a relationship. Mm. And some of the green flags are, oh, you go to counseling? That's actually like a massive green flag. Huge. Because- you're willing to deal with your shit. Yes. And mental health and, you know, it's becoming a lot like, uh, there's a lot less of a stigma attached to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, sure. I see a counselor. Mm-hmm. But like, that's part of dealing with you and digging deep into you and like being like, okay, like, I mean, my counselor, she'll start by like recapping what we talked about the last time. i be like, okay, what direction do you want to go in today? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I see her every three weeks. So, you know, maybe something came up that I need like, or we can continue. But it's like, It's just continually working on yourself. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, like, you know, two relationships I've had where, you know, there's been some definite self-development happening in both. Mm -hmm. One was very opposed to counseling Mm -hmm. and one was very open. Mm -hmm.
1: That's a massive green flag in my opinion. If someone is, regardless, is, is, well, I even just think of the closest people that I have closest to me who I would say almost every single one of them either has seen a therapist or is actively in therapy now. I think it's incredible, especially with the state of the world right now.
0: Yeah. And people are like, oh, I can't afford it. It's like, "Mm, I've seen free counseling a lot. Oh yeah.
1: Jennifer, we are approaching our destination and I brought something to share with you. Do you want to know what it is? What is it? So in the mail, I got this entire box of different variety meats from great Canadian meats. And I opened the salami sticks and I cannot wait for you to try them. So I say we pull over, take a break and dive into this box. Get some bubbly. You brought some? Oh, I always have
0: bubbly. I got this new mango flavor. Oh, me too. I have a whole case.
1: Okay. Excellent. I buy bubbly by the case. I really like that mango one. Actually, I've been putting a little bit of orange juice in with it for some vitamin C. Mm.
0: Ooh, that's
1: mm. like a breakfast mimosa. Delicious. Oh, yeah we're into that.
0: Okay, let's have some meat and some bubbly.
1: (laughs) We've officially made it. Thank you so much, friends. We've enjoyed your company and appreciate you coming along. Make sure that you take a big stretch and nourish yourselves today. If you had a
0: nice trip today, be sure to follow us on your podcast app and jump back in next week. Tell your friends, they'll fit in the van. We'll gas up, grab snacks, and continue down the open road next week. And don't forget to hug a friend.
1: Yeah, that's nice. A big hug, a good hug, heart-to-heart hug. A big
0: bear hug, yes.